Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is your host, Steve Olds, and it's my privilege to be with you today from our studios in South Florida. A little chilly in this part of the world, but hopefully it'll uh, it'll warm up a little bit. I know I'm not going to get a lot of sympathy from you folks in the Northeast and some of the colder parts of the country, but we're actually not used to wearing long pants down here, so it's kind of a uh, novel experience for us. Well, today we're going to pick up our discussion about 2016 and start to look at how we begin to effectively implement our personal plans for the year. You know, it's an interesting process. A lot of people by now, we're already at uh, mid to the end of January, and I would suspect there are some folks that set some pretty amazing resolutions on January 1st and 2nd, maybe even 3rd, and now they're already trying to remember what those resolutions were. What were we going to do, and how were we were going to do it, and what was our plan? Well, the challenge is a lot of times people make big promises to themselves and others but they really haven't thought about the plan to implement the, pro- the promise or the challenge that they wanted to accomplish. So how do you do that? What are some of the ways to, to get that done and be effective? Same thing's true in business. How many people in the business community set big goals for the year or perhaps they're on a three-year or five-year plan? And the question comes up, well, how exactly are you going to execute that? How are you going to use the resources that you have on your staff, the people that are there to serve you? How do you get that done? How do you work with teams? And furthermore, if you had a small business that perhaps it was just you, as 70, 72% of all the companies in America are single-person operations, what happens when you as a sole proprietor or an independently owned company decide to bring somebody else on board? You bring on some administrative help or perhaps somebody to help you with the books or perhaps a marketing or salesperson. How do you effectively help that individual accomplish what it is that you need them to do? And that they're equipped to do. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking that people that join their company will just figure out what happens. And you'd be surprised, and and perhaps you wouldn't be surprised, to know how many times a new person is introduced to a company. They're brought on board. Maybe they're hired as a W-2 employee or they're engaged as an independent contractor. They're shown their desk or their tools and say, good luck. Hope it turns out well. Hope you produce. Well, what exactly would you like me to do? How How am I supposed to get it done? What do I need to know? And there are a lot of assumptions that people make about what it takes to effectively build a strong team in an organization. Perhaps you work as a volunteer in an organization, a nonprofit group. There are a lot of church groups and PTAs, and now, especially this year in 2016, a lot of political organizations where volunteers come together to achieve a particular goal. But the fundamentals are the same. If you have a plan then it is much more likely your plan will succeed (laughs) because a lot of people set goals and they don't have a plan to get it done. So consequently, how many of those goals do you think get accomplished? And the answer is pretty obvious, very few. So we're going to talk about some fundamentals. And there's a book that I read in the early 90s that I'm sure many of you have read because it's been one of the most popular books in the last, uh, well, it was actually one of the most popular books in the last century. 
and has carried over in the first 16 years of, of this new millennia, which is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it was written by a gentleman by the name of Dr. Stephen Covey, who unfortunately died prematurely as a result of an accident. But Dr. Covey is an amazing man, and I learned so much from not only his books, but from his videos and from the stories that he told. He's a master storyteller, very smart man, raised a wonderful family, very balanced in his approach to life, and just a a really good man. But some of the things that he talked about really began to shape the way I thought about not only the work that I wanted to do and the big dreams, but also how specifically we could get it done. And then I also recall that just because we learned it once and perhaps implemented it once or used it once or twice or three times, if you get out of the habit, then you can quickly forget those lessons. And those lessons can fool you. In other words, you can think that you're still doing those aspects of your growth planning and your scheduling in ways that are effective until you realize and look around and especially ask the people that you work with, how am I doing? How am I doing on what I committed to you? Especially if you're the boss. You're the boss and your job is to effectively communicate and effectively task and make sure that the strategic objectives of your company are being met. If you don't do a good job communicating with other people that work with you and work for you, you're going to have a big challenge. So what I'd like to do is revisit some of those lessons that were learned by many people over years past and perhaps now as you really dig into the full energy of 2016, you may not have completely thought this through or perhaps you gave it short shrift shortly after the new year and then you find yourself back into the old habits, perhaps those habits that may not always serve you all that well. So one of the things Dr. Covey talked about is that no matter who you are, whether you're a student, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're retired, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an employee, whatever you are in your primary focus in life, there is a way to simply look at the way your life is structured and begin to organize it. And the idea is that we are a whole lot more than what we do professionally. And unfortunately, a lot of people make the mistake of putting that professional role not only first in their life, but primarily guiding every waking moment of their existence. And one of the challenges when you do that, there are a lot of things that fall through the cracks, and there are a lot of prices that are paid. One of the things that Dr. Covey often talked about was a balance between your life and your personal life and your professional life and your productivity, and that there's a balance in there, and that many times we throw things out of balance, and we do it unintentionally without regard for the consequences. Well, there are times when we have to focus on a particular priority, and there are times when we're going to, in his terms, overdraw our personal bank account, that emotional bank account with our family members, perhaps our spouse or our children. There are going to be times when we would really prefer to go to a ball game or to a date night Uh, But unfortunately, because of business travel or some other high-level priority, we're not able to make that which we would have preferred to do for the family. But the question is, what type of relationship do you have with those people that are closest to you in your life? Do you have the capability to say, look, unfortunately, this week, we're not going to be able to make that commitment. We're not going to be able to go to date night because I have to travel on business. However, 
here's a proposed solution so we can balance the fact that I'm not going to be able to make that commitment, but I can make another. And that together we can talk that through as opposed to the scenario that happens more frequently than not, which says, well, too bad, can't make it, press on. It's more important for me to focus on making the money for the family and hope everything works out at home. I have to go. And unfortunately, especially as a guy, I know what it's like to take on the idea that, well, hey, I'm I'm working, I'm going out creating bread for the family. That's important. And, uh, you know, everybody should understand. Well, guess what? That's not the case. And it's an insufficient response to simply say, I'm, I'm doing this for the family. Well, yeah, that's true. But there are a lot of other things that are going on in the family at the same time. So if you don't talk these things through, and if you allow them to get out of balance, your life can really get screwed up in a hurry. Well, here's a couple of ideas that you can begin to think about and begin to organize your life in a way that will help you plan not only for your personal and professional activities, but ways that you can improve all the way through. Dr. Covey recommends we actually look at our life in the context of roles. What roles do you play in your life? Are you a husband? That's a very specific role. Are you a father? Are you a friend? Do you have friends in your life that you want to relate to? Do you play a role perhaps in your community? Maybe you're a volunteer at church. Maybe you're a deacon or an elder at your church. Maybe you serve as a role as a volunteer on the PTA or some other community organization that you volunteer for. What's your role in your professional life? Are you the chief executive of your company? Do you also play a separate role inside your company that may be required to be filled by somebody else, but right now you own that role? Well, it's really important that you understand every role that you play because within each role, there are specific goals that you need to accomplish. And one of the challenges that many people face is they wake up every day and say, okay, what's on my list for today? Well, that's one of the most inefficient ways to plan, especially because a lot of things happen. There are a lot of fires that get burning in your day-to-day activity. So one of the challenges that we have is that it's most effective to begin to, first of all, look at your life in the terms of the roles that you play and begin to look at the goals you have for each role. And then rather than trying to plan your life every day, pull out your calendar, whether you use a digital version or whether you use something old-fashioned on paper, and begin to plan your life, your roles and goals every week. And one of the most effective ways that Dr. Covey taught that was to be able to actually block out what he called the big rocks, put the big holes on your calendar, so that you are blocking time to accomplish the highest priority tasks that you have. And as you do that, one of the other important elements of that scheduling process is to communicate with those either that you work with in your professional life and also your family so that you can focus on those specific goals and those specific time blocks, but then you can also communicate when you have time available for the rest of the people that you work with, for your family, for your friends, and all those different roles. Because as you do that, now you get a lot more settled. Your life is not as harried as it is when you were reacting to all the crazy things that happen from day to day. It also begins to help train the people that you work with that there are certain times that you're going to block out 
And you're going to have a do not disturb sign on your either your virtual door or your physical door at the office or at home. And they know that that time is being used so that you can focus on those high priority items that you have already communicated. They understand that may be when you are doing your weekly planning or perhaps it's when you're studying for a professional exam that's coming up. You can begin to help people around you really understand how you function and what your priorities are because they also know there's a block of time on your schedule that has their name on it. So you can communicate. You can work together as a family. You can work together as a business planning unit because there's time on the schedule and they know they're a priority. So when we come back from the break, we're going to drill down into a little bit more detail so that you can be even sharper and stronger as you go into your weekly activities for your roles and goals and your planning to meet your big 2016 objectives. We'll be right back. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003. And with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Welcome back to the program. I'd like to thank everybody that has been listening to our Patriot podcast. You can find us now on iTunes and subscribe so that you can get the program every week. We also appreciate those who are sharing the program with those that they know who would be attracted to the idea of making America strong again. Today we're talking about 
an effective way to execute our goals for 2016 and beyond. We talked about the idea that Dr. Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, breaks down the specific roles we have in our life. And then within each role, there are specific goals. And it's amazing what happens. If you don't set particular goals for each of the roles you have in your life, you'll never accomplish them. How can you accomplish a goal you've not identified? For example, a lot of people never set specific goals for their role as a parent or their role as a spouse. And that may seem a little silly because, you know, we're going to be investing our whole lives together. But if you really want to do that, there are certain things that we should all plan to do. We need to set time aside. We need to have the opportunity to communicate. And I'll be the first to admit there are times when I've not done a good job of doing that, especially as your kids get older, they get busier. And eventually, if your kids grow up and get married, your role in your child's life changes. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't set goals of communication. Maybe it's just you're going to reach out and make a phone call once a week, that you're going to get to know your sp- your child's spouse What happens when your kids get married? Are you going to build a relationship? Well, relationships don't get built by accident. They get built by investment of time. They get built face-to-face. They get built by communicating. And the same thing's true at home. The same thing's true in our community. The same thing's true in our business. So as we begin to plan for those specific goals within each role, We have to lay out our weekly calendar. We have to know where our time is invested. And one of the things that I used to think was a badge of honor was that, you know, I worked eight to faint. I was up early and up late, and I always took a bit of, I guess you might say, personal pride in being able to send out the first email of the day when most normal people are actually sleeping. Well, there's a reason for sleep. There's a reason to recharge your battery. There's a reason that if you're much more efficient and much more balanced in your planning and your goal setting and the utility of the resources that you have, both personal resources, individual resources, and technology resources, that now you actually have time to invest in yourself. You ever wonder what happened to the quiet time we used to have in our life? One of the challenges, and you're starting to see a lot of articles and, and pieces about it in the media, which is people that are getting addicted to information. They're getting addicted to technology. They're getting addicted to having this, this attachment in their hand called a smartphone that now connects us with anything in the world through the Internet, connects us to people. You ever notice that when people get in the habit of communicating with you 24-7 that they will? And that if you don't build some time in there where your phone for example, is off or at least put away and turned on silent, you can go nuts. You can go absolutely batty because people will be more than happy to tell you everything that's on their mind as often as you'll allow them to. So how do you begin to focus and make sure that you don't burn yourself out? Well, Dr. Covey talks about something that he calls sharpening the saw. What does that mean? Well, there's an old story about a couple of lumberjacks that go out into the woods. These lumberjacks are going to take down some big, big oak trees. And in order to cut down an oak tree, if you remember the old Paul Bunyan-type saw, 
where you have one man on one side and one on the other, and they go back and forth and cut down those big, big trees. Well, one pair of lumberjacks goes out into the woods, and they haven't sharpened the saw in a while, but they're going to get after it. They get up early. They want to be the first one to get down because there's a race between that group and the other group. So this group of lumberjacks get out before the sun comes up. They skip breakfast. They're out there, and they are just sawing away on their big tree. The other lumberjacks, they play a little differently. They meet for breakfast. They get a good breakfast, have a cup of coffee, maybe even a a double espresso, get a little extra juice for the morning. But then they spend another half an hour actually pulling out the tools to sharpen the saw. They start sharpening that saw because they know that they're going to get the job done much more efficiently with a sharp saw. So they come out. They get together. The other Cohorts are over there working on cutting their tree down, but now this group of lumberjacks with a very sharp saw, a good nutrition in their system, well-rested, they've, they've communicated their game plan, they go out and they cut down their tree in record time. Meanwhile, the other two are breathing heavy, they're only about halfway through getting their tree cut down, and they're wondering, how did these guys pull this off? Same tool, same equipment, the only difference was that two ship decided to sharpen their saw. Well, what does that mean to you? It means there's a period of time every day in your life when you ought to be sharpening your own saw. What does that mean? Well, Dr. Covey talks about sharpening yourself spiritually, physically, socially, and emotionally, and mentally. You can do that by investing some time in the scriptures first thing in the morning before the craziness of the day kicks off to get your mind right, to get yourself zeroed in on what matters most to you, to be able to spend that private, quiet time and and perhaps meditate or pray over those issues in your life that are most important. You can also spend some time in the gym. What's one of the biggest downfalls of working eight to faint? Suddenly, your time in the gym becomes less important. You st- begin to find out that, hey, you know, I got to, and I can't afford to go hit the treadmill today. I got this project due or I've got to get this knocked out. Well, guess what happens? Over time, your physical fitness begins to drop off, and suddenly you're not as strong physically as you used to be. You begin to drop off. Perhaps you start adding a few pounds, and your body doesn't operate nearly as well as it could if you invested the time in the gym. How about socially and emotionally? How do you you develop those? That's part of the relational issues. It's also part of beginning to dig in and study those things that make you a better person in terms of how you relate to other folks. Your mental saw, how do you how do you learn and develop? Well, you can read, you can listen to books, you can watch videos of good information, good literature, good mentors. You can listen to the people around you that have skill sets that you don't have. You don't have to know everything because you can't possibly know everything. Give people the opportunity to teach you things and to coach you things, even if there are people that are subordinate to you. It's amazing what you can learn from younger people. Kids in your family can teach you things and teach you technology. So you can sharpen your personal saw and be much, much more effective. You can also look at technology. But I would caution you not to overdo the technology. You can, you can fry your wires trying to make an, find an app for everything in your life. Sometimes old school works. Apps can be great. Software can be great. But don't forget, everybody needs a little quiet time. So as you plan out 2016, you look at your roles and your goals. You plan your weeks. You look at the strategic objectives you have. 
Spend some time by yourself. Dial in some quiet time for you. Maybe get a go tap into Audible and listen to a book while you're running around doing errands or maybe while you're on the treadmill. But use your time effectively. Invest some time in yourself. Invest time in your relationships, especially your families and the people that you know best. Because sadly, sometimes those are the folks that you take advantage of simply because you don't invest in the relationship. I hope this has been helpful, and we look forward to speaking with you next week. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. 